0: This is the Wellness for Vets podcast, providing information and resources to improve the wellness of the men and women serving our nation and the first responders who are serving their communities. We'll talk about exercise, nutrition, lifestyle, and alternative practices and emerging therapies for the mind, body, and spirit. another episode of the wellness for vets podcast uh, just a reminder our website is up and running um, we'll have all the podcast episodes there uh, there'll be information resources handouts things like that um, and if you guys have a question if you want to know more about a subject you want to know more about our guests to so reach out to them feel free to go to the website and fill out a, a contact link and uh, send it over to me and, and we'll help you out as best as we can. And I also want to add that at the end of every episode, I always say the show notes are going to be uploaded and I usually record this show on anchor FM, which is where I put the most detailed information and then realized it wasn't the same show notes that are going into the website. So every time I say I'm going to attach a link, uh, a book, a publication, whatever, you can go to the website, wellnessforvets.info, go to that particular podcast and, and the show notes will be there. Another exciting episode today. This is one I've been trying to throw together for about a year and a half now. And our guest is coming to us from Calgary, Canada, site of the 1988 Winter Olympics, which is still remembered from Eddie the Eagle Edwards and his uh, triumph on the sl- on the downhill ski jump, and of course, the Jamaican bobsled team from Cool Runnings, and I'm hoping that this episode of the show is going to be just as electrifying as those Olympic Games were. You see what I did there? Very clever. Today, we have Kaylin Steranko. uh She runs... Amped, is Amped Up? Amped Advantage. Amped Advantage in in Calgary. And we're gonna be talking about electric muscle stimulation. From here on out, I'll probably just call it EMS. Um, This was was something I've been wanting to do for a while. You guys hear me talk about my time in Romania quite often. And when I was out there, um, my buddy Radish, Radish Pantish of, he just renamed his business. Neurodynamics, I think it's called, and I'll get that if anybody ever wants to visit Transylvania and get some EMS. Anyway, I met him in the gym, and he was talking to me. Hey, I got this thing. If you ever want to try it out, so finally he convinced me to do it. He hooked me up with his EMS suit, and he worked me over pretty good for about six weeks. We took some measurements and some data on the beginning of the the experiment. And then after six weeks we took the measurements and got some data again to see how the EMS had, excuse me, enhanced my performance as well as uh, my body composition. EMS is a very interesting tool and I'm going to let the expert talk about it. Um, So actually Kaylin I'll just turn it over to you if you would just tell us a little bit about yourself and and what you guys got going on up there.
1: Um, Well let me start by saying that I am absolutely thrilled to be having this conversation with you today. Um, EMS is one of those things that not a lot of people know about, but it can help so many people in so many ways. So any opportunity to get the word out there, I am just thrilled. Um, So uh, as you said, my name is Kaylin and I own a business called Amped Advantage. Um, Amped started about four years ago and has been helping people from all walks of life in different ways. I was born in Canada, in Ontario, and moved to Calgary about four years ago-ish, same time I started the business, um, and just to pursue something a little bit more than what I was doing originally. Um, my kind of style of kind of total overall health is a really old school kind of style. It's a balance of nutrition and exercise, mental health, Spiritual, all that kind of stuff. And EMS just is a really unique, really effective tool that just helps everything that we do go a little bit further.
0: Now, as we get a little bit deeper into the workings of EMS. Um, you know, some of the listeners will probably start having some questions, hopefully the ones that we'll answer here. Uh, what was the, the training like the, to get this? I mean, did you have special training? Do you have to be certified to do EMS, you know, what's the educational piece there?
1: Um, so the system that we use is an X body system. Um, they're leading manufacturers of full body EMS devices in the world. Um, and XBody has their own EMS Trainer Institute that every person or business that buys a device has to go through. So they've kind of set the standard of the education in terms of having a two week course or a one week course that kind of just introduces the user to the technology, teaches them how to use it safely, and kind of continuously adjusts the standard for safety. As you go, so all of my trainers have a CTR AED license. They have a personal training certificate, and on, on then on top of that, they would have their electric muscle stimulation specialist
0: certificate
1: from XBody.
0: Now, how you mentioned, you know, EMS seemed like just a, a good fit for the the style of training that you provide sort of that holistic approach. How did you come across EMS, and you decided this is something I want to implement?
1: You know there's not really an exciting story as to how I got into it. My aunt, her trainer I heard about it from one of her clients who just got back from Austria. So while he was in Austria, he tried out the technology, absolutely loved it, told his trainer, who told my aunt, who told me
0: word of mouth and interestingly enough yeah. you you discovered it via a A link to Europe, which is where I also discovered it. Mm -hmm. Oh, and and I also have to add that I found Kaylin because I told her I'd give her a shout out. Um, I was on Instagram and I was scrolling through and I don't know how long I've been following uh, this person, but one of your clients who, um, Kylie, I believe her name is, who goes by the handle on Instagram accountants, accountants can be fit and uh so i don't know how long we've been following each other but i'm scrolling through and one day i see a picture of somebody in the ems suit and i recognize the <laughs> suit so i dropped her a message i said is that an ems suit and she says yes it is and i was like do you do ems and she's like yeah all the time i said is that your place and she said no no i go to this place and she directed me to you guys so uh if you want to check out the kylie at accountants accountants can be fit um, so on Instagram, she's got almost 10 and a half thousand followers and, you know, she, she's puts out some information on there, but there's your shout out, Kylie. And and I thank her very much for pointing me in your direction, because as we're going to get into as cool of a technology as EMS is, you don't hear a lot about it. And unless you know somebody who knows somebody, uh, finding a, a practitioner or a trainer is a kind of hard um, now, I know XBody on their website, I, I'm, I'm guessing, and, and let me know if this is correct. Once you complete their course, I guess you can go into a registry. And then when you go on the website, they can tell you they have like a network of their trained people throughout the world. So that's one way to do yeah. it. But I, I still think yeah, even with that, not a whole lot of people know about it.
1: Yeah, even with that, that's, it's difficult because a lot of practitioners have mobile businesses and so they're not really registered on the x-body portal but you can communicate through the x-body portal to find somebody in your area
0: fair enough all right so ems i mean the name is sounds pretty self-explanatory electric muscle stimulation. but can you kind of give us the overview of what it is what does it mean
1: Well, so EMS stands for electric muscle stimulation, as you have said, which is basically a polished phrase for neuromuscular electric stimulation, or NMES. Um, Basically, what EMS is, is the elicitation of muscular contraction through the application of electrical impulse. Does that make sense? (laughs) Um, So basically do voluntary exercises with the added stimulation and application of the technology to advance and to highlight the exercises that you're doing. So conventionally, you can use about 30, 40, maybe 50% of your total skeletal muscle mass if you really know what you're doing. But with EMS, we can activate 90, 95% muscle mass just by adding that stimulation. And the exercises that you're doing are super simple, like yoga, body space movements, stuff like that. Really foundational, really safe. And the added stimulation sends those movements to the roof and and leaves you feeling pretty good.
0: I I had to go back and watch this video. I did this uh, online course through uh, Kent university and it was a, um, some sort of sports science course. I forget exactly. Maybe it was a physiology or something. But anyway, the instructor was doing a voluntary muscle contraction. It was a section on muscle fatigue and he was doing voluntary muscle contraction. And it was just what you were saying. So he would flex and hold the flex as long as he could. And then they would hit him with a charge. And like, it's, it's one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. I could relate to the guy. I haven't done EMS, but by the end of the video clip, he was just smoked. And uh, somebody had left a comment. It was like, looks like a great way to spend a Sunday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, one of my, uh... One of my favorite things to do with my clients, if I have somebody who's, you know, a little bit bigger or likes to talk about how strong they are or how much they can lift, I always like to give them, I like, have these two pound weights and they're bright pink. And I'll get these guys to do like a bicep curl or a shoulder press with these. They are like dying. They can't get the weights up. There's these two little two pound weights
0: in their head and they can barely get it up over their head. There- Even with no weight, when when my buddy when I had the suit on, and he said, you know, he would say squat, and when that charge hit you in the glutes, and that muscle, that's a pretty good sized muscle, and it when it contracted, I mean, you didn't have much choice. I was going to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so since we're talking about the suit and and sort of you know the the joys of getting hit with that juice, um, you kind of explain what's the difference between using EMS for like physical training versus the therapeutic version. And what I mean by that is a lot of people may have gone to like a physical therapy or something like that and had maybe a couple patches placed on a, in the vicinity of a sore spot or like maybe one on a shoulder blade and one somewhere in the lower back. And it sends a a light current through there to sort of relax a, a tight muscle. But this is not what we're talking about. We're talking about a full body suit, that's complementary to whatever the type of workout that you're going to do.
1: Mm-hmm. So, to kind of put it in as plain English as I can, the biggest difference between something like therapeutic EMS, um, TENS is a good kind of example of that, um, is that therapeutic EMS is used for pain management and is kind of like a singular contraction focused on one muscle. So that kind of familiarity of having that one spot stimulated for a certain amount of time, maybe 15 minutes or so, and then that's about it. You sit still, you don't really move anything, you just wait. And EMS, full body EMS, activates 88% of your total muscle mass at the same time. So I compare the two, kind of like a fork and a shovel. So the therapeutic EMS would be like one singular spot, the whole body mass would be for, you know, body composition and, you know, cardiovascular health, muscle growth, all that kind of stuff, the aesthetic behind it, um, activated by the whole body, right? Like everything you're feeling absolutely everything. And that impulse hits and there's a lot going on, but I would say the biggest difference between the two would be ones for pain management. And the other one is for overall kind of health and wellness. How much did you say that was eighty eighty 80%? 80. So it's generally 85%. But some people it's about 80. It's depending on kind of, you know, your recruitment and if you have any mobility issues or anything like that. But on average, it's like 85 to 88% total
0: skeletal muscle mass contraction during the workout. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, now when I, when I was going through my EMS, you know, it, it really got me thinking because when I was done at the end of a session, like I was winded. Well, during this session I was winded and, uh, <laughs> I was like, man, this is, this is hard work. And and I started, uh, yeah, I told my buddy, I said, man, let me, I mean, I want to do some research for you because it was a little bit of a language barrier and uh, I wanted to know more about EMS. And I found some stuff. I think it was, I think it was research maybe done in China. Um, but I'll, I'll go ahead and link that in the, in the notes when this gets published. But it got me thinking, you know, I would get so tired from the EMS, but, uh, I was like, man, you know, maybe this could be used for other situations. And then I got to talking to to Radish and he's like, yeah, man, because when you're contracting, you're still burning that energy. So um, I think maybe we're talking about the use for weight loss or something. But he was talking about, hey, when the muscle, whether you're moving or not, when the muscles contract and you're burning the energy. Um, So I guess my question for you, well, one of the things you got me thinking of, and then I'll throw the question at you is special situations when you've got people who maybe can't do a normal weightlifting workout, you know, maybe they're immobile. um, You know, maybe there's some sort of uh, paralysis involved or something. Have you ever worked with patients or or, uh, clients that had special conditions?
1: Yes. So I will start this one off by saying that, we are not physiotherapists or um, anything like that. Um, we mostly use technology for, you know, kind of like I'm saying, overall health and fitness. Now, EMS has an incredible range of benefits that can be seen across any sort of injury or illness or from any person from any walk of life. Got atrophy, if you've got muscle loss, if you've got immobility, the zoo can do a lot of the work for you. So, if we have somebody come in, let's say they've got no cartilage in their knees or they've got a lot of pain in their lower back and they can't do conventional exercises, we select exercises that don't cause any pain for them to perform and can be performed properly. And then we just turn up the stimulation. We focus on those areas. And then as they work out with us, the muscle develops. And then that mind-muscle connection can follow after that. So even weakly connected muscles, right? Things that people maybe have never felt before are working
0: for them with uh, with the stimulation. Yeah. And then how about like with the... Elderly people, I know uh, I've been reading a lot of papers on, well, mostly I've been studying protein, but um, they they always talk about sarcopenia in in the older people. So, can it be used to prevent muscle loss in aging? So, maybe people, again, they can't lift the weights too much, but um, you can do this other thing to keep their muscles engaged.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I was saying, we don't need a lot of weight, right? So our heaviest weight we have in our studio is 35 pounds. And most people don't even go close to that. We can do exercises where you just lean back, you're seated, you lean back, you lift your leg up, and your quad, when you hold that leg out, that quad is on fire. So even with very little movement, if you're contracting that muscle and the impulse is hitting you, you're feeling the burn, you're feeling the muscle, even though you're not moving very much or at all. So, for sure, as you age and as, you know, you start to lose mass and anything like that, it's important even with conventional exercise to make sure. But with EMF, it, yeah, it's just so much more.
0: So much more. So, the suit itself. So, let's, let's talk about how this works. So, just a, a quick visual. Like I said, and you can go to any of the websites that I'll have linked and you can see pictures of people rocking the suit. I, I got a couple pictures on my Instagram when I was all kitted up. But talk about how the suit works, you know, where the the, the main connectors are, maybe, battery packs, the, the roll of the water and all that stuff.
1: Um, so the suit is an extremely customizable um, vest and shorts that are connected by a wiring system. Um, so our suits can fit anybody from 100 pounds to 400 pounds based on, obviously, your shape and build. Um, and the electronics can specifically placed depending on you know, the kind of like most beneficial area for what we're trying to achieve. Um, so in each suit there's 24 pads or electrodes um, and they are separated by left and right. So each pad is balanced. One is a positive and one is a negative. So those two pads can, um, balance each other out on the left and the right sides of the body. Um, we have biceps, tricep pads, shoulder pads, chest pads, traps, you've got your lats, abs, quads, hamstrings, glutes, and calves. And that's kind of like the, the suit breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that song, head and shoulders, knees and toes.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then how do you guys, uh, how's the uh, electricity conducted throughout?
1: So there's, there's two ways you can actually like hook the suit up. Uh, the first one, is you can be uh, directly plugged in. So, it's kind of like a leash. It comes right out of the back of the suit and plugs in. It's a magnetic plug um, that connects the suit. Uh, the second way is the, uh, our wireless Bluetooth batteries. So, they kind of look like brains with like stems coming out the back and they just hook right onto the back of your suit and you don't even really know it's there.
0: Yeah, I remember one time um, I had my suit on and, and my buddy, he was adjusting the the settings and I was like, hmm, I'm, I'm not feeling, I mean, I can feel it, but... He's like, is that bad? I said, no, I can barely tell. He's like, all right, hold on. And he's got his little spray bottle on. he pulls the vest back and sprays my, you know, my T-shirt a little bit. Puts the vest back on. And he goes, how's this? And he hits it. And I was like, whoa. And uh, I look like that guy in uh, Men in Black when he was getting ready to come out of the body, walking down the street all crooked and everything. I was like,
1: turn it down. Turn it down. <laughs> right. Yeah. A little bit of water goes a long way. Well, so we spray the whole suit down. Um, just because of connectivity, um, you wear a cotton base layer underneath the suit. It's just like this kind of black, plain, uh, really tight, so, um, cotton suit is the impulse can go through only cotton. So we spray the whole suit down um, before the client shows up. Sometimes even if we have clients who can handle a little bit more of the impulse or have been training for a long time, we'll spray them directly. So for they want a lot of glutes or if we've got guys who, you know, a bigger shoulder girdle or whatever it might be, we can spray those spots down so that they feel it a little bit more because a little bit of water goes a long way in terms of just the feel of the, the impulse.
0: Now, when I went through this, I was documenting my, uh, my training and, and I had some friends back in the States asking me, uh, some very specific questions that I just didn't have the answer to. So now I'm going to defer to your expertise. Um, are, are there risks, risks, I hate words I have too many S's, risks to using EMS.
1: I mean, of course there are, any, there are risks to anything, right? whether you're doing conventional training and you're lifting really heavy or if you're doing a lot of cardio or whatever your chosen type of exercise is. Um, in terms of, kind of you know, if the actual electricity is risky to use, um, the science behind it is very, very solid. Uh, The type of impulse that they use is a balanced impulse. So basically um, the reason it doesn't cause burns or anything like that is because the positive and the negative balance each other out so that it's neutralized completely. Um, The electrolysis has come a long way since it originated and it used to be really painful because that impulse wasn't balanced. But now, you know, through years of research and development, um, XBody has, you know, the most comfortable, most consistent, safest impulse on the market just because you always know how it's going to feel, you know the kind of reaction you're going to get, and the impulse is very controllable. So we can control um, each individual muscle group at a time. So like I was saying before, if, if you want your glutes to grow or if you want your chest to work, we can turn that area up and leave everything else where it is just to focus on a little bit more at one spot. And on top of that, you can control the depth of the impulse, the frequency of the impulse, which basically means the amount of impulses per second, and uh, the overall intensity of that as well. So if you're looking to be just threaded, you can set it to the perfect frequency at the perfect depth to get you exactly what you need to, you know, the feel to have that muscle grow back really strong but if you're you know if you've got an injury or you have somebody who's a little bit more nervous or a beginner you can set that impulse to be a little bit softer a little bit lighter and a little bit kind of you know less harsh if that makes sense um so we can control a lot about it to make people feel comfortable and to make sure that everything is really safe while being really
0: effective. Yeah. And uh, do you do, is there like a screening before you come in? Like, I mean, so is it recommended for somebody with a previous heart condition or pacemaker or anything like that?
1: Um, so there is a screening process. There's a lot of paperwork to fill out um, and ask a lot of questions. So our consultation takes about an hour and a half usually. And we ask people questions about everything, sleep, stress, nutrition, um, mental health, all that kind of stuff. Um, And then we go through a full mobility assessment. So if somebody has any sort of mobility issue, I guess I'll just sum it all up, um, that affects the way that we move forward and the pace that we move forward. Um, If somebody comes in and they have a pacemaker, they can't train that's kind of like, well, so they can't train if they have a pacemaker, and they can't train if they're pregnant. Um, just because the impulse can affect the rhythm of that pacemaker, and uh, the impulse can affect the fetus as well, and that is not good. So those are really the only two solid contraindications that you cannot train with. People. But everything else, we just do our research, we Consult doctors. We consult physiotherapists before beginning training, just to make sure that everything is safe. That our impulse settings are, you know, specifically for this person. If they need something special in any way, and that the exercise selection and the programming is is tailored directly to what they might need.
0: I, I like you say that, and you had mentioned it a couple minutes ago about you know if somebody wanted to come in and just get shredded, you could set the gear up accordingly. Um, now, when I did it, like I said, it was a, it was sort of a six-month experiment on myself and I was using the EMS to complement my regular weight training and I was doing it twice a week for about 20 minutes a session. So, I, I think for maybe and, and let me know if I'm, I'm incorrect, I, I think I was hitting it pretty hard for that six weeks uh, which was my intent uh, and I got very good results but uh, as you just said, you can set the the gear up depending on what people want. So they come in and talk to you, and they maybe they say, "Hey, uh, I want to increase my athletic performance, or I want to change my body composition," and and you can set everything up to accomplish those goals.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we go through our EMS Institute training, it basically tells us that every desired goal has its frequency. So. For example, we have a beginner coming in, and this person has never felt the stimulation before, doesn't really know what to expect, and we don't know how the technology is going to react. So, we would pick kind of like a baseline frequency that would feel comfortable, that would feel strong enough that they would feel it, but it wouldn't cause too much kind of muscle damage or lactic acid buildup, right? Um, just to make sure that that person has a good first experience with it, but it's also effective. So, our baseline frequency is 85 so that is 85 impulses per second hitting that muscle group right that 88% of total skeletal muscle mass being activated at one time let's say we have somebody come in and again they want to get shredded they do their introductory they go through their consultation process we make sure everything is safe then when we can move forward and turn the heat up just a little bit we can drop the impulse to the desired frequency that will cause the most muscle uh breakdown And then train them specifically at that level until they either start to plateau or they go through their full kind of uh, periodization. And then we have to switch it up again. Right. Then we would find something that would cause the body to react again and so on and so forth. Right. Right. If let's say we have somebody come in and uh, let's say, Girl and she doesn't want to build any muscle but she wants to tone and tighten we can use a frequency that causes the muscles to contract really hard but we do like a lot of um, isometrics or just time under tension exercises to not cause a lot of damage to the muscle but just to work it really hard and to get that time under tension and get that tone and that tighten that she wants so we can pick a really specific frequency based off of pretty much any goal
0: okay now with uh, about cardio so i'm just gonna throw out a hypothetical situation someone who needs to improve their cardio but for whatever reason has a lot of trouble with some of the standard cardio whether it's you know riding a bike um Maybe they got bad knees and walking bothers them or whatever the case may be. Maybe they need to get rid of some excess weight and they're not there yet to uh, hop on some of the standard equipment. Is there a role for EMS in that?
1: Yes, absolutely. So, uh, cardio is really hard in this mood. Imagine having your entire body be flexed for you while you're trying cardio. So whether you're walking on a treadmill or riding a bike or simply just marching on the spot in place, those impulses are hitting and they're grabbing and releasing as you go and they're forcing the muscle to work so much harder than you are that It doesn't need to be a difficult exercise. Some of my older clients simply stand and they'll reach both arms overhead and then bend one knee and lift it up to as high as they can reach both arms overhead, lift up one knee to the other side. They do that for 20 seconds and they are gassed because the whole body is just kind of rocking with the impulse and it's being held and then released, held and then released. There's two contractions happening every second that grab that hold, that release, and your body is just continuously going through that. There's no breaks. There's no downtime. The doesn't change. Just move through that. as much as you can. And when you need a break, we hit pause, take a quick breather, and get right back into it when you can.
0: I think this is a great piece of technology, and I was really surprised that uh, it's kind of difficult to find. Um, this may be just an opinion question, but to your knowledge, um, well, I know you and I have spoken previously in the email that, um, it, there's, that it is hard to find people to do it. But do you, do you have any idea why that might be?
1: I would say a lot of people see it as being kind of like a fad, mm-hmm. unfortunately, even though the technology has been around for a long time and there are lots of practitioners using it around the world. It's just, I don't know, it's just one of those things that people just haven't discovered yet. And some of the people who come through our door are like, this is incredible. Why isn't everybody doing this? And I'm always like, you tell me, like, you know, your best guess is just as good as mine. Because, you know, I used to walk a lot conventionally and I had a lot of back pain and the knee came from running and there was a lot of relief. Really- subtle things that I didn't even really link back to my training just because I was so used to walking around with pain and with stiffness and, you know, taking days off because I shouldn't push the body anymore. And since I have stopped lifting heavy, all of that has gone away. I feel like a very healthy, strong, fast, mobile body. And I work out twice a week. It's, it's incredible. And I know I'm biased, but you know, take it with a grain of salt and everything. Right. But I, really believe if you have any sort of access to EMS everybody should be
0: using it. I, I would really I mean this is just an idea I was kicking around last year but I'd be really interested to see it used in a sort of a, a, a rehabilitation and maybe it is um not so much like we were talking about earlier which is you know a couple small pads but like uh, you know, maybe with some neurological disorders or something like that. And I was just brainstorming and bounce the idea off a couple of my professors, you know, like, what about, you know, if there's somebody who can't, you know, they're having problems with their motor skills and, you know, if you, you give them some, you know, essential amino acids and, and hook them up with some EMS and they can still get their protein and exercise. And, you know, they were like, yeah, it seems like a great idea. As long as, you know, as long as the muscle is able to flex, um, mm-hmm. It might work. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, of potential for it.
1: Yeah. Well, x actually has like a medical grade device and it's the same suit. It's the same actual like device look. So it's the same device that in I, my business. Um, but the setting is used for like physiotherapy and stuff like that for people who physically cannot move or, right. you know, muscles not connected to a nerve or, you know, there's some sort of atrophy or whatever the case might be. Um, they actually have a device specifically for that, for people to kind of like get to that first you know, ground level, and be able to start your programming from there. Do you know what I mean?
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's kind of right online with what I was thinking. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad to hear that that's being implemented. Yeah, it's,
1: uh, it's called a new wave medical device, I feel, but don't quote me on that.
0: <laughs> I don't have to. You just did. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, this, this is great. I mean, my intent was just to kind of give an overview of EMS. Um, I'm going to put that uh, X X bodies link up and maybe, you know, people can go there and find somebody. Uh, I mean, if, if you can't find somebody on the, the X body, is, is there a, you got any advice for trying to track down an EMS coach? I mean, I've tried, I tried doing Google searches and I, you know, I just get these off the wall things, um, which usually just leads back to some, some PT.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that's still kind of, you know, the way that it'll happen. so even, you know, if I was to travel, I would try and find an EMS studio and sometimes it is tough. Um, the ex body community, EMS community is very, uh, wrong, let's say. Um, so I would say the best way to find a studio would be to ask anybody that you can get in touch with that has heard of or knows about XBody. Um, if you can get in touch with a trainer, like even you know if one of my clients is traveling, um, I will reach out to my connections at XBody and ask them how our studios are for those clients. That's still kind of the easiest way to track them down um, because Google searches can be so just like saturated with personal training and you know, group fit studios and stuff like that. And with the language barriers, sometimes it's hard to find them as well when you're traveling. Uh, and also there's a bunch of names for it. Some people call it NMES, um, myo, sorry, myoelectrical stipulation as well as another popular one. So there's a couple of different ways that you can actually like name it and call it so looking it up is a little bit difficult sometimes and that's just the reality of it because a lot of brands there's a lot of different systems there's a lot of different device types and yeah so it's not really just like a blanketed term that you can find but if you get your hands on eBank EMS if you know anybody who's using it or you know a studio that is using it then I would
0: ask them <laughs> cool cool <laughs> it's your best bet you have any, uh, any final thoughts or parting words for anybody? I mean, you and I are both obviously fans of EMS and we could probably champion for it all day.
1: Um, well, I will say that as a practitioner utilizing EMS on a regular basis for people from all walks of life, I again would say everybody should be using it, but I would say, you will be seeing a lot more of it. EMS is on the rise. Everybody is going to be using it. And it's just a matter of when. So you have to find, you know, studios that fit your style and trainers that, you know, work with your your desired goals and your abilities and that kind of thing. There are also a lot of risks to it. So making sure that the person that is training you is trained and is, you know, knowledgeable stimulation because it, it can be dangerous if it's used incorrectly and you just need to make sure that the person that is running your levels or running your workout or whatever the case might be is is you know running it with the knowledge base and the training to do so um yeah i could talk about it all day i absolutely love ems it has literally literally changed lives in front of my eyes in not a long time i've had a client who's lost like 60 pounds in five active months of training twice a week. And we haven't really even changed his diet that much. We have older people completely gotten rid of their back pain. We've got people fresh out of surgery who are experiencing more muscle growth than ever, even though they're doing much less, right? People who have a lot of like fibromyalgia pain and can't really do anything else. They come to me just to keep them up on their feet, right? Otherwise they would be sleeping a lot and sitting down and in pain all the time so the applications are endless the technology is amazing and it's, it's the future of fitness
0: yeah I mean that's fantastic the the <laughs> achievements of some of your clients you know what I, I was getting ready like to wind this down but I want to I want to back up and and let, let's get into some of the more sciencey stuff I'm interested in the different, let's talk about the how it works as far as the frequency. So that, that guy or gal that wants to get shredded, explain how the different settings, what is it about the frequencies and, and how they're affecting the muscles that get the desired outcome?
1: Um, okay, so I will back it up a bit. Each device has three program settings. The first one is a muscle build, second one is a cardio, and the third one is a relax. So I would say about 60% of our clients run through the muscle build every workout. This is kind of like the general setting that you would use. And this is the setting that gives you the creativity to control the depth, the frequency, and the length of the contraction. So um, the frequency, like I was saying before, determines the outcome of the training. So the frequency is the amount of impulses per second. So generally, we would start at 85, we can go as low as one impulse per second, which is really uncomfortable. And we can go up as high as uh, I think we're 100 or 110 impulses per second, which is really fast, really grabby, and it pulls on really hard. So generally, when people are kind of asking how to expect from the change in frequency, I would tell them it's the softness and the whole. So the lower the frequency is, the more you feel each impulse as it hits the body. So if we've got 30 impulses per second, let's say, it would feel a little bit more like, like you were being jabbed by like 40 Q-tips, really softly. Does that makes sense? And the muscle is wrapped, it's held in place, while the impulse is on and then released and the blood flows right back into it. And that happens every nine seconds. So we run our workouts generally in six second increments on and three seconds off. So depending on the frequency setting, you can really control how it feels for one, but the outcome of the muscle is, is our really kind of like our point with that one. Um, so the lower you go, um, impulse two hertz to nine hertz is where our kind of like tens range is and this is kind of like for pain management and um, improving blood flow this is what we would use in um, you know we wouldn't really ever go down that low unless it was in like a relax or something like that where someone was just laying on the ground after the workout and we're trying to improve their their blood flow and get rid of some cellulite and and just kind of encourage the body to relax a little bit. Uh, 10 to 20 hertz is like your endurance focus. This is where our cardio sessions usually go in. So that, those impulses, you're feeling a lot of the impulse. It feels really heavy and it kind of like thumps the body a little bit. Um, but it's really hard and you're sweating and out of breath and it's just pushing that cardio, uh, 20 Hertz to 30 Hertz. Is that kind of like muscle firming? We almost call it the supermodel setting just because it's kind of like you don't want any exercise within the muscle, but you want the body to tone and tighten and feel really strong. This is the, the kind of frequency that we would use for those goals. Uh, 40 to 70. We, uh, we call that our muscle volume. This is where there are more impulses per second. You choose higher rep exercises. So that you would feel each muscle. You get a lot of lactic acid in this. You get really sore after you take a couple of extra days off. But the response from the muscle is incredible. People notice results in like four sessions where they feel physically bigger. They're gaining inches and they're seeing that size increase in muscle really significantly. Um, 75 to 100 is kind of like our overall strength. Um, There's more impulses per second again. Uh, so it feels a little bit softer, but because there's more impulses per second, it grabs and holds a little bit stronger. You feel like the muscle is being squeezed a little bit harder, and it's a little bit more challenging to move. Does that make sense? yep. Yep. Um, and then our last range is just 100 plus, And that's kind of our explosive strength range where you would do really quick exercises because the impulse holds so hard. You have to move really quickly through it so that you can do the movement for one. And because our desired goal for that one is explosive strength. So you would want to do like really quick explosive exercises just to work with the technology at that frequency. Gotcha. Yeah. So as you can see, the frequency is, is so, so important in the training and, and getting the right frequency for your desired goals is very important. It's also very cool because
0: we can smash plateaus just by changing the frequency. Now, I'm really interested in that, uh, the depth frequency. So does that mean like, uh, well, I guess, th- th- does it mean what it says? Like basically you're getting deeper into the muscle. So, uh, yeah. potentially, you're recruiting the max amount of muscle fibers where that you might yeah. so, get in a free weight session. So,
1: generally, we keep the depth at the same um, wavelength. So, the depth basically either lengthens or shortens that, that wavelength, right? So, the electricity going into the muscle will either, you know, go right to the base of the muscle and, and, and contract the entire muscle with the full intensity, the full blow of the, uh, the EMS, or we can increase that depth. If we have a client who's got a lot of body fat or, or something like that, we can increase the the depth just to get a little bit further into the body or we can decrease the depth a little bit. So what happens when we decrease the depth is that the impulse is just concentrated. So again, if we're, we have that guy who wants to be shredded, we can decrease depth while keeping intensity and frequency high and just it destroys the muscle it again you have to work with somebody who knows what they're doing to make sure that it's safe and all that kind of stuff but if you have somebody who knows the right time to apply that depth and the right kind of situation it can really cause a reaction within the muscle that is
0: dramatic and effective now I know you're a you're a personal trainer yourself um but do you, get any, do you get any grief from like the, the old school traditional trainers, you know, to just go in and, and lift heavy weights? and
1: um, Skeptics are my favorite. I will start by saying that. So there's a lot of people who challenge its long-term um, use because they don't really understand what the impulse is doing, right? Um, they think that people are just laying on the ground and being electrocuted like at the physiotherapist's office. <laughs> That's not the case. Um, we apply involuntary contraction with the voluntary movement to, you know, kind of use the best of both worlds, right? We use weight for movement paths. We change, we have periodization, progressive overload, same thing. It's just with the EMS. So our style is kind of an old school style in itself, just with the use of EMS, which is, is kind of weird to say, and it's hard to explain, but, you know, we still build our programs around the exercises first and then just use the impulse to kind of make everything work a little bit harder. Um, uh, when I have people come in who aren't necessarily, you know, on board or convinced in its effectiveness, it's very
0: easy to change their minds once they get in the suit. Oh, well, I know that. Very. And I remember coming out of some sessions, especially in the beginning, like, I remember when I was a kid, but well, when I say a kid, I was a teenager and I was working for my dad and we were on a job where I was running a 90 pound jackhammer. I'd never run a 90 pound jackhammer before. And for days, at least a week after that, like I was sore in places that I didn't even know I had just from, you know, shaking. I had that same feeling when I very first started fooling with the EMS because I was recruiting muscles, you know, a lot of the stabilization muscles that I felt like I'd never used. And I was like hurting in places. I was like, I don't know why it hurts there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's one of like, so everybody's workout is usually like either a six out of 10 soreness or better. And the reason that is, is because your body's never contracted at that level before. Mm -hmm. Right. It's totally totally new body to work at that level and and to be externally stimulated one. But also just that mind-muscle connection for most people isn't great. So, you know, you have big guys who only work on the front of their body, and they're coming in, and all of a sudden their glutes are contracting super hard, and they won't be able to sit down for like five minutes after that just because the glutes are are actually working now, right? So that first session is usually the hardest. Um, And then, again, I tell people the fourth session is the hardest from after the first one because that's when you actually start to like, turn the levels up a bit. You've had your experience, you've, you know, you've felt it, you've felt the reaction from it, you've done a couple more workouts, now the training is over and your levels actually come up to where they should be, where you're actually working everybody's a little bit tender getting into it right you like the first one you kind of let the, the, the client decide where their levels are and you know do you want a little bit more no okay that's fine we'll stay here second one i'm gonna bump you up like one or two just to see how it goes number three is usually okay i'm going bring you a little bit more and then the four is like, okay, let's do this our levels are going to come up we're going to actually start changing the, the muscle a little bit and then start <laughs> Nice. so that first one really gets you and it leaves you feeling really sore and then the fourth one and everyone beyond that is where the children should actually start to get your levels up to where they should be working each time does that answer your question oh yeah definitely yeah it's incredible the amount of soreness that you can feel from like a phase shift or any sort of like change in that way if you go from like strength to cardio or cardio it's it's really hard and the body is pretty sore the first couple of times just to get used to that and adapt to the difference in
0: actual impulse now with the ems uh directly hitting the muscle you know traditionally when when you start a workout program you know if you've never lifted a weight or you've been out of the weights for forever in a day you have to build up that that neuromuscular connection. Um, does, does EMS assist in that? Does it uh, circumvent that? Like if you're, if you're just hitting the muscle directly with the juice, does, does it still, is there a role for the brain in that?
1: Um, so we still, you know, kind of teach our clients how to build that mind-muscle connection. So there's still a lot of conversations about like, okay, are you feeling this muscle work? Like do you feel this muscle be the mover behind this exercise? Are you feeling something else more than this muscle? If that's the case, let's say, you know, somebody has a sunken chest or something, right? A really underdeveloped muscle that they have never really used before and they're not feeling. Um, We would turn everything else down. We would spray the chest a little bit more, make sure the pads are nice and secure, and then focus on that muscle a little bit more during each session to try and either like catch it up to the rest of the body or know, increase that my muscle connection where you're like, okay, reach forward. Do you feel that muscle connect? Do you feel that muscle contract? Are you, you know, are you, is impulse moving it still, right? There's a lot of little conversations about how it's feeling and just trying to increase that my muscle connection so that not only do they know how to use their own muscles when they want to, but that you're feeling in the right spot.
0: And then... Whether you're a, a health coach, a nutrition coach, a personal trainer, whatever, anytime you work with somebody, you got to know what their goals are, but sometimes a client doesn't know what their goals are. So have you dealt with somebody who really didn't know if they wanted to get shredded or usually the answer is, I just want to get healthy.
1: Yeah. We have a lot of people who come in like with specific goals, whether, you know, of it's, I want abs and a booty, usually the case, or if I just want bigger beach muscles, whatever your goals are, when you come in, whether they're smart goals or not, um, we kind of take and program based off of the mobility assessment that we've done. So if we have somebody come in and they're like, Hey, I want to run 10 kilometers, but they have no engagement in their back, no recruitment in their glutes and their whole body is just a mess. We would program for them to kind of like fix those foundational errors and get the muscles activated before they would even start running. It's like, no, I don't want you to start running until everything else is fixed. And then we would get you slowly transitioning into that so that you're not injuring yourself and, you know, backing up our progress and, and, and doing damage. Right. So no matter what they come in with, we always kind of like, you know, just look at their posture and we look at their mobility and we look at all those things to see what they need before what they want.
0: Okay. Yeah. I I mean, that makes sense. That pretty much is probably going to be the same answer for my next, my next question. I'm going to try to paint a picture for you. So I want you to do So I want you to go all out and do some advertising right now. So, okay. The people that I'm, I'm used to, to working with are the people that I'm trying to reach, you know, most of my friends from the military, friends from high school were, I guess, what was considered middle-aged. I don't know if that needle has moved over the last 10 years with people living longer. But regardless, um, a lot of guys, so a lot of military folks, when they get out of the military, they don't have somebody waking them up at 530 anymore to go running or whatever it is that you're going to do that day. So we can get out, drink a lot of beer, eat a lot of fast food. And this is fun for a few years. And then one day you wake up and you're like, I feel terrible. And and I don't like this. And I want to, I want, I need to get back in shape, but they don't know where to start. Maybe they go to the gym and it's just not working out. Maybe the weights are causing some pain because they've been so inactive. And then they hear this show and they say, I want to, I think I want to look into that EMS. So like where, do, where do you take it from there? And all right, and we're talking like no no major health issues. They've, they've passed the, the paperwork phase, but all they come to you with is, uh, you know, I, I was a veteran or I was a fireman and I'm in a lot of pain and I need to get healthy.
1: If that's what they came to me with, then that would be an excellent place to start. Um, a lot of people kind of, you know, push off their own health and fitness for a really long time and it catches up with them. There are a lot of people who come in and it's just, you know, it's it's enough is enough. I'm going to actually do this. I'm motivated right now and let's do this, right? Results don't happen overnight, right? Like I said, the first four or five sessions, the process is pretty slow, but it's a really good place to start. One, because you're working with a professional, you know you're not going to hurt yourself. Two, you're working with somebody who actually has a plan, right? Because if you aren't planning for your training, you're just exercising, which is not bad, but it's good to have a plan, right? You know where you're moving forward to, you know when your workouts are, what you're doing in those workouts, how you're progressing forward. You're planning for your mobility. You're planning for basically the foundation of your training, right? You wouldn't build a house with a good foundation in the same way that you can't strengthen your body without the basic foundation to do that on. So I would say if, you know, you're having any sort of pain, if you're sitting on the couch and you're like, Oh, I don't want to go to the gym for an hour. Or you're like, you just want to show up, shut your brain off, do your thing and then get back to your life. I mean, one, hiring a trainer is perfect, but two, if you don't want to have to work out five or six days a week, EMS is for you. Is twice a week, two days a week, 20 to 25 minutes is literally all you need.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I used to do. It was that, that it was 20 minutes. I mean, that 20 minutes it, they got every bit of sweat out of me that they could. Yeah. Um, that's why it's only 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and period too, because depending on what we were doing that day, I mean, it you know, it, it might be a Tabata, we might focus on. Uh, isometrics one day and uh eccentric uh movements another day and every time i thought that i finally got one beat i was like okay i we've done this one before it's not gonna be this hard this time and it, it didn't get any easier it never got easier i always picture
1: myself standing in front of this giant chalkboard with like ems versus clients and like ems has like a million wins on its side <laughs> And the clients maybe have won. because, like the suit always wins. You always work hard. You're always sore. And it always leaves you feeling better when you leave than you did when you came in.
0: Have you? Uh, I've worked with Canadians in the past uh, when, I, when I was in the military, usually on a NATO exercise. Um, and Canada is a very large and, and spread out country. Do, do you have... Any uh, military or or emergency services clients, or have you ever worked with them in some capacity with EMS?
1: Um, Yeah. So I actually went through um, a military application for ROTP in Ontario. Okay. And just, I went through the application process and was going into my first year and decided it wasn't for me. Um, But the experiences I have and the people that I met are still some of the relationships that I'm sharing here today. My brother is a firefighter in Calgary, and a lot of his friends and co-workers, they are clients of mine. I have a couple couple of police officers who work out with us. Um, Yeah, there's applications for for everything. Um, For a lot of people from kind of a harder walk of life, you know how when you go to a hairdresser, you unload all your stuff on the hairdresser as you you, know, you do your thing. A lot of our trainers have a really good relationships with their clients from harder walk of life because they you know appreciate an ear and you know, somebody that won't judge or won't talk to people about it or or whatever the case might be, you know, and, and working out is so therapeutic on its own. Being able to have those kind of like unloading conversations while doing something, feel better and build up those endorphins and, you know, feels like a job well done is a very good thing for the mental health side of things as well. So But the kind of like harder walk of life where, you know, you might see a little bit more negativity in the world or you might, you know, see some really hard stuff to see having those positive endorphins and, and that positive energy coming towards you and being able to unload some of those things that you might be carrying around on somebody who you know is wants to hear and you know can kind of like
0: you know water
1: off of duck's back, right? Like we don't carry any of that stuff around with us and you shouldn't either. So it's good to unload even if you know you're coming in for, you know, an appointment and you have a workout plan, you can have those kind of conversations, talk about whatever you might do during your day or your last couple of days of work or however long it's been since you've been in. And you know, it's it's, it's always a really good, honest, really
0: genuine conversation that I takes place during the session with our training. I think you bring up a very excellent point and it's a little off topic, but I think it, it needs to be addressed. And and this was my experience as, as a trainer with the few clients that I had was that relationship of a good coach and and Um, being able to talk to people, you know, I mean, it's always, you know, the bartender, the hairdresser, the barber. But in my experience as a trainer, it was like, man, I got all kinds of stories and information that people have been carrying around. And, um, you know, and there were times when you could see somebody have a breakthrough where, you know, one of my favorites, two of my favorite stories is one of my clients when she did a heavy deadlift for the first time and then another one when she did a heavy leg press for the first time and it was like this breakthrough and it was like, you know, the angels were singing and they used to hate going to the gym and now they loved going to the gym because it had changed their their brain chemistry. And I, I can see that in somebody in your profession, when you get done that sort of intense workout with the EMS and I, I don't mean to sound like a broken record and I'm not bragging, but I've done it. So I know what it's like to go through those workouts. And when you have a good coach and you just like the brain, the brain, uh, you know, all those chemicals are going and, and you're talking and, and, you feel good, but even if you feel bad, you still have somebody to talk to. And I think it's that, that is such a important piece of, of this whole lifestyle. And and with EMS in particular, like, it's like bragging rights when you come out of a good EMS session and you your coach right. is there and you're high-fiving and it can really mean a lot to somebody who is having a bad day or is just in a line of work that's very mentally demanding.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, so many of our clients, you come in and you can, you can kind of tell when their energy is off, right? Because you might train with these people for a year, two years, three years, whatever it might be. They, if they like your energy, they like your style, they like the workouts, they'll stick with you for a long time, right? Because physical health and wellness isn't one of those things where you get to a certain point and you're like, okay, I can stop now, right? Like I have abs now and so I don't need to work at it anymore right? That's not one of the cases. So you, you find that system, whatever it might be that works for you. And then if you can develop a really solid relationship with your trainer outside of just them telling you what to do and pushing all the buttons for you, that is something that's really, really awesome because you see these people change and you see them grow and you see them, you know, go from maybe hating exercise and, you know, be really discouraged by the gym to being excited and motivating others to do the same thing. And it's, it's, such a positive thing to see and to witness and to be a part of that it just it makes the job so awesome <laughs> I'm so lucky honestly like to be able to do what
0: I do on a regular basis is is really awesome I hear you now that your your <laughs> your clients that are uh firefighters and whatnot did, did they give you any feedback or have you had them for so long it's not really new to them or <laughs>
1: Um, yeah. So they basically just say it makes everything like all the physical aspects of their, their work and their workouts. Right. Because a lot of them come to me and give them programs that they take and work out of the fire hall. with, mm-hmm. Right. Because you have a lot of time in your shift. And sometimes they might, you know, be there for 24 hours so that you get like, you know, two workouts in sometimes. So Generally, what we do is, you know, we would kind of program their conventional exercise on their own while being really complementary to what we do in the suit. And a lot of people say that, you know, the stuff that they may have plateaued with before in, their, in terms of their workouts um, or what their, you know, PRs might be is like their warm-up level now. So, when, you know, if they could do two plates before, that was their max. Now they're warming up with two plates and going so much further. In terms of the actual, like, side of things they just said like their equipment feels lighter they feel like you know they're stronger when they go to lift a body or to move somebody or to move a thing or you know holding up like the jaws of life or something like that right it just their bodies feel more capable and less at risk for injury right so you know where like they might lift somebody using their back incorrectly and they're out for a week they can't do anything those types of injuries don't happen as often when you use EMS because it strengthens your whole core, whether you know how to or not. Right. So a lot of the feedback that we get from our like firefighter clientele is just that it makes them feel safer in the physical side of things, but also they just crush their conventional workouts at the hall as well, which makes them feel nice.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. And I was kind of wondering about that too. Like if you could, you know, you went through some EMS training for a while, you know, and then you, you go to hit the regular weights. If, if, you would actually be throwing up more weight. I mean, again, I, I did it as, as a compliment to my normal weightlifting. So it's kind of hard to say for me what this, what the EMS was doing versus my normal progressive overload. But for somebody who maybe was taking a break from the weights, I I, lo- I I like, I love the gym. I just like to go pick up heavy things just because <laughs> I do. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but for someone who, again, maybe they hadn't been in the gym or they're working their way up to the gym, um, you know, from being stagnant, they do EMS for, I don't know what, maybe six weeks or something. And then they can get on the bench and start working their way up from there.
1: Um, yeah. So similar to conventional training, you would still have to work your way up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So whether you came to us or not, um, you would still have to start with lighter weights, right? Make sure the stabilization is there first before increasing the, the weight. Um, I will say though, for people who kind of pair conventional EMS together, because EMS activates so much of the muscle, you're using more muscle mass in your conventional training as well. So you're using more of the muscle that you have in your body to move the weight. So like if if we have somebody coming in and they're training with us once a week and doing two conventional workouts they, they would feel their muscles so much more conventionally they wouldn't need to lift as heavy which puts them at less risk but if they needed to lift heavier it would take a little bit longer to progress up because they're just using so much more of the muscle, right? The muscle is burning so much because it's active already, and and you're using all of it. Um, so they can blow past those PRs, right? Because they're using more of the muscle mass, and their body is working better as one kind of whole unit. Um, but you still have to start really slow and work your way up, even if you're you're using EMS
0: as well. Gotcha. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say this again and. I'm going to turn it over to you if, if there's anything else that you want to add. You, you did such a good time the first time around. I, I don't know if there's much left, but I'm going to give you that option. Well,
1: so I guess this time I will talk about business a little bit more, you know, a little bit of advertising for my own business. Do it. Um, so my own business, I like to tell people we are a really caring, uh, well-educated team of old school personal trainers utilizing the world's most effective workout technology. Um that's pretty much where our business starts and stops. Um, we have a lot of re- really good relationships with our clients. We take extra time, we care, we go the extra mile for you, and it really shows. Um, my business is in Calgary in uh Alberta in Canada. Um and
0: yeah, I don't know. I love EMS, I can talk about it all day. Well, this is Kaylin Starenko from Amped Advantage. Amped. Amped Advantage in Calgary, Canada. Thank you so much for coming on to talk about EMS. Um, you know, keep in touch, and uh, if there's any new developments, or you know, if you ever have a cool story that you want to come back and share with a, a client, maybe um, by all means. But I, I'm following them on the Instagram page. Um, I'll have the Instagram, the website to the business will be in the show notes on my webpage. One is for vets.info. I think that's pretty much it.
1: Nice. Yeah. And if anybody has any further questions or anything about EMS, if they want to reach out, I'm more than happy to answer their question.
0: Yeah, by all means. Like I said, I'll have her, her website on there. You can reach out to her. I'm going to put the, uh, the X body on there as well. And maybe anybody that's interested, they can find a trainer. If you can't find a trainer, maybe Kaylin can find one for you um, through the, the underground network. And we'll, we'll take it from there. Thank you so much for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, I think people will definitely be interested in hearing about this. Cause like I said, I was getting a lot of questions when I did it and I did it for fun. I wasn't the, the coach. So these were questions that I couldn't answer, but uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was very fun. I am happy to spread the word.
0: You've reached the end of another episode of the wellness for vets podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Anchor FM, and Google Podcasts. You can also head over to our website, wellnessforvets.info, to gain access to show notes, resources, and ways to connect with me on social media. I'd also appreciate a rating on iTunes, or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us reach more people. Until next time, thank you.